Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Kane and Sage from Cloverdale, California. And hello to Evan Quinn from Chicago, who is three years old. I'd like to say a happy belated birthday to Amelie Sandoval, who lives in Dublin, Ohio, and had a birthday on September 5th. A happy belated birthday to Ira from Bangalore, India, who had a birthday on September 7th. A happy belated birthday to Siang Yi from Singapore, who turned eight on September 10th. Happy birthday to Oscar, who turns five on September 19th. Happy birthday to Jerry from Minnesota, who is turning five on September 20th. Happy birthday to Riker from Tokyo, Japan, who turns four on September 20th. Happy birthday to Connor, who loves dinosaurs and collecting unique rocks. He is turning six on September 20th. Happy birthday to Martha, who is turning nine on September 21st. Happy birthday to Indira from Montana, who is turning four on September 21st. Happy birthday to Nettie, who is an amazing gymnast. She is turning eight on September 24th. And happy birthday to Lana from Singapore, who has a birthday coming up. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you to Aviana and Kai for suggesting the theme of this story. This is a story about a girl named Mia, who was setting out on an adventure with her family. Mia is not very happy about this adventure and wishes she was back home with all her friends. Mia is quiet and shy and has not made any friends yet on her journey. She is busy studying for her upcoming exams. Miru, her companion, wants to help Mia and decides to try a few things. Mia and Miru. Mia sat alone, looking out the porthole-sized window in the observation deck, looking at the bleakness of the exterior. It was quite a contrast to when they first boarded and were undergoing the necessary preparation for the trip. Then she would spend all of her free time fighting her way through the crowds of people to be able to look at what was quite possibly the most beautiful thing she had ever seen. Anyone had ever seen, she thought. Now that they were underway, it was simply a view to nothingness, and she was in the room alone. Everyone else had something to do, something important, but all she had to do was either sit in a classroom where she didn't talk to others or spend time in her cabin studying, where she was just as alone. On board the Orion, they took a hybrid approach to school. 
some in-class learning taught by the one qualified teacher on board, and remote, which was simply moving pictures and exams on her pad. Many families had a droid companion for their kids, but she hadn't been given one yet. I thought you were supposed to be in your cabin studying for your upcoming exams, Mia's father asked as he walked into the observation deck. I'm just taking a break and enjoying the view. The exams are boring anyway, Mia replied somewhat more harshly than she intended. I noticed some of your classmates in the cafe studying together. They seem to be having a good time. Why don't you go and join them, he asked. Because, Dad, it's not that easy to make friends or to break into a circle of friends that already exists. They all knew each other before we left. I'm the outsider, she said exasperated. She had explained this before. Why did it seem that her father didn't really listen to what she was saying? You are being silly. You are not an outsider. We are all on this journey together. You just have to come out of your shell and introduce yourself. They are all good kids. You don't understand, Dad. Would you like me to introduce you to the group? That way you don't have to? Her father asked, trying to be helpful. No, please, Dad, don't. That would make it even worse, Mia pleaded. Her father sighed. Ah, okay, but you need to study. The exams may not seem important, but these skills you are being tested on are going to be very important where we are going. Okay, I'll go back to our cabin shortly. I'll see you at the cafeteria for dinner then. Love you, her father said as he was leaving the observation deck. Love you too, Dad, she said quietly. Her father just didn't understand. He was someone who was comfortable in front of people. It was part of his job as the lead engineer and as one of those responsible for many of the decisions that had to be made. He was popular and loved meeting people. Mia was the opposite. She was quiet and had a difficult time with people she didn't already know. It took her her whole life to make a circle of friends. But now that her family had left, she had to start the process all over again. She missed her friends terribly. Mia and her family were colonists en route to a new planet outside the solar system. The WSS Orion, their home until they arrived in three years, was one of the largest ships of its kind, but it still felt small to her. There were few places to hide from all the people on board, and Mia felt being around so many strangers all the time tiring. Most colonists these days chose the relative safety of Mars, 
where there were already a number of settlements to choose from. But her dad, along with a number of others, proposed a different planet, far from Earth and far from her friends, and without the frequent shuttles to home. Once Dad sold Mom on the adventure and the idea of a fresh start, there was little chance that Mia's objections would be heard. Her little brother Mika was on board when he heard that they would still be able to make ice candy. After leaving the observation deck, it was a short walk to her cabin where her studies were waiting for her. The door recognized her and she opened the sliding door. Their cabin was one of the largest, with one large central room, a greenery, private washing room, and three capsules to sleep in. The large table she used to study was just off to the side of the seating area. Waiting for her was something unexpected. Hello, my name is Miru. I'm pleased to meet you, Mia, the floating droid said in its characteristically friendly voice. Miru was one of the companions that many children were paired with on ship. Some adults had one as well, but they lacked the personality of the companions that the children had. Miru was shaped like a pumpkin with a smaller head on top. Um, hi there. Are you sure you are in the right cabin? Mia asked. I am most certainly sure. I came online 24 hours, 34 minutes, and 23 seconds ago. And my first task, after a complete diagnostic, was to come here and meet you. So you and I are paired then? Mia asked, somewhat surprised. We most certainly are, Mia. I have 49 years, 363 days, and 23 minutes of charge left. I have your complete schedule downloaded into memory. You are preparing for upcoming exams. Shall we get started? Miru asked, skipping the usual small talk and getting down to business. It figures, Mia mumbled. Other kids get a playmate, and I get a study mate. Mia let out a big sigh and sat at the table and started studying with Miru. Though she wouldn't admit it, she also wanted to lead all the other students in test scores. It was one way she could stand out and be noticed without having to introduce herself. After 50 minutes of study, with Miru periodically asking her questions to ensure she understood what she was reading, Miru sounded a satisfying beep. Time to take a break, it said. Research shows that it's important to take breaks, and it's not healthy to sit all the time. I know, but I don't like to break my concentration, which you just did, Mia said. I'm sorry, Mia, but I have only your best interests at heart. How about you stand up for five minutes and do some simple exercises? How about I go and make myself a green tea-flavored drink, Mia countered. I can do that for you if you'd like, 
Miru said with enthusiasm. I aim to please. I'm capable of pushing the button on the beverage dispenser. Mia grabbed her drink and sat back down to start studying again. Reading, no matter the topic, even this boring survival science, was when Mia felt most at ease. World literature was her favorite subject, and she could lose herself for hours reading stories, sometimes pretending she was one of the characters. But during this school period, literature was given only a cursory look. Subjects related to their continued survival on planet were given far more weight. Mia understood, but she missed the times she got lost in a story. After another 50 minutes of study, Miru sounded another satisfying beep. It's time for another break, Miru said. Must we? Look, I need to do well on these exams and constantly taking breaks ruins my flow. Based on my questions, you are scoring at a 98 percentile on the material you are studying. You can benefit from a break. 98 is not going to get me the top seat in the exam finals, Mia said, wanting to keep studying, to keep getting lost in the material. Would you like to go for a walk? Give your brain some time to process all the material you have been learning. According to the data I have, you enjoy walking to the observation deck. Why don't we go there? Fine, Mia said. Walking towards the observation deck, Miru asked, I see from the ship logs that many of your classmates spend time together studying. Why don't you ever join them? Were you programmed by my father? Mia asked sarcastically. No, actually I was. Oh, I see. It will take me time to understand your particular way of speaking, Miro said apologetically. Well, you have over 49 years left before you recharge. You spend too much time alone. You should try to make some friends. Research says, I know what the research says, interrupted Mia but I find it difficult to make friends. I'm quiet. I used to have a few friends until mom and dad decided to be colonists. I would love to have just one friend. I'll be your friend, Miru said. Thank you, Mia said. Mia had forgotten just how sincere companions were. You certainly don't waste time, do you? Only 49 years, 362.930556 days left before recharge. No time to waste. When they arrived at the observation deck, Mia walked straight to the window. It's not much of a view, Miro said. You are right. It's like looking into black soup. But you aren't actually seeing that, are you? Miru suggested. Mia looked at Miru for a moment, studying it, wondering just how it knew so much. 
You are correct, Mia said. I see images of our departure. I see memories of our life before and of my friends. I think you have a bright future ahead of you full of endless opportunities. You are smart and thoughtful, but you need to have a little bit of fun and not worry so much about the upcoming exams. The exams are pretty important. Yes, they are, but you will be ready and you might enjoy the process even more if you had a little fun. Are you always this positive? Mia asked. I am your friend and friends help friends. I have an idea. Why don't you have a milkshake before you continue your studies? Sure, I would love one, but wait, I know what you are doing. The only beverage dispenser with milkshakes is in this area's common room where my classmates are studying. Are you sure my father had nothing to do with your programming? I think my green tea flavored drink is enough. Let's go together. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to change. There are all kinds of people in the world. Just be yourself. But you should try to be present and see what happens. And besides, milkshakes are your favorite. How did you know? Mia started to say, but she knew the answer. What made companions so effective was their ability to know their friends so completely. Unlike the companions that were paired with adults, who acted more like a second and more superior brain, child companions acted more like a loving friend. With Miru leading the way, they walked toward the common room that was situated in this living quarters unit. It was full of greenery, entertainment areas, and treat dispensers. It was meant as a place for people to congregate and socialize, independent of study and work. After they arrived, Mia walked straight towards the dispenser that had milkshakes and selected rainbow flavor. Rainbow flavor was a mixture of different flavors, including chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, and a couple others that Mia couldn't identify. As she turned with her milkshake to leave, she heard the impossible, her name being called. Hey Mia, why don't you join us? Mia looked to see Tito calling her name. He was in her class and was very talented in art and physical fitness, which Mia found to be an interesting combination. Um, okay, Mia said very quietly as she walked towards their table, feeling very nervous. We were just about to discuss the books that we have read and I heard you used to study literature before we all got stuck preparing for these exams, Tito said. Literature and writing are what I love most, she said. Well, have a seat. We would love to hear your thoughts. As Mia sat down, she could hear the positive beeps and tones coming from Miru, which she knew 
meant that it was happy. And that's the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>